You're listening to the two dumb users. Woohoo! Overtime! Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Dumb Users. This is episode 242. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing damn good, man. Damn good. It's not just 242, Mike. Today is hump day. Hump day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here it is. Hump day, middle of the week. We got something special for you today. We got all kinds of stuff. Today, Mike. We're actually kind of busy. We have um, basketball. We have hockey. We have Steeler yes. news. I, I got all kind of stuff here in front of me. Plus, plus, for your um your your viewing pleasures, we also have a video or not a video, an interview today. I'm sorry about that. We have an interview. We're going to talk to a young man named Michael, uh, not to be confused with our Michael. Um, and Mike Michael is going to talk to us about a song, Mike, that he put together. It's yes. a Steelers song. And he's um, thinking about releasing it right around maybe a month or so before football season started. Mm -hmm. But he asked to come in and talk to us and talk about his song. And we're going to do that. So we're going to get rolling. We're going to do second half of the show today. We're going to talk to Michael and his about his song, his music and all that kind of fun stuff. So that yes, is yes, coming yes. up. Do not go anywhere. Mike, stay put. Stay put. Uh, we have, Mike, big, big, big stuff happening last night. It was a great day. It was a great day. It was a great day to be a Pittsburgher if you love your sports. Yes. Uh, first one right out the cut. We have two games starting at the same exact time. That drove me crazy, but you know what? I, I love nothing more than to have that situation. Um, I think we're going to start a little bit off with hockey today, Mike. Yes. Uh, for coming back off the All-Star break, the Penguins go into the break kind of uh, dragging their feet and uh, getting – it wasn't pretty, but they no. came out last night. They had a chance to get back on their feet by playing the um, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, who came in with a 27-18-3 record. Mm -hmm. uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, it was a hell of a game like I did watch. I had both games going at once. It was, it was a madhouse, but you know what? At the end of the day, it was worth it when your team wins. It's always worth it. Mike, this game last night. It was zero zero for the longest time. I thought, mm -hmm. oh man, this is this is I, I'm on edge here. We got to score because I, I just think at this point in the game, it's getting late in the second. If whoever scores first seems to, it seems that they're going to have yep. the momentum to carry that through the rest of the game. So when uh, Colorado did score, I got a little concerned. Mm -hmm. However, however, with three minutes and thirty eight seconds left in the game, Geno scores and ties it up. Geno Malkin, Brian Rett. Brian Russ, oh, Brian Russ. I'm sorry, you're yes, right. Was Geno had the yeah? Geno had the primary assist. Your primary assist. You're 100 right, sir. Brian Russ did score, and that tied the game up, Mike, with three a little over three minutes left in the game. So at this point, I'm thinking I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Even if we get to overtime, we give ourselves a point, and we did. It went to overtime, Mike. And what happened in overtime was great because the uh, defensive defenseman that we've been missing for quite some time. He comes back right before the, the all-star break, makes a little bit of noise. He scores the overtime winning goal. Of course, we're talking about Chris Letang. Yes. And his goal was assisted by Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. 
Talk about three people who have never done anything. I tell you, you know, I, I, I was going to say that. I'm like, <laughs> we were talking about these other people on this team that need to step up and do their part yeah. to uh, help this team along. But the one thing that we're noticing is it's the three main guys over and over and over. Yep. Keep getting it done. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and don't 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 let the uh, the goaltender slip on you. Everybody was talking their uh, their trash on. Casey DeSmith all, I don't know, all season long pretty much. I kind of did yesterday. I did probably, yesterday. It's, it's probably going to continue because I'm going to do it as well. But last night he was uh, he, he was a gem, Mike. He was standing yes. on his head. He had, I, I forget, 44, 43 saves. Give or 40, take. 41 saves. 41 man. saves. He was playing out of his mind, Mike. Um, it, was, it was an amazing game. This win puts the, the Pittsburgh Penguins at 25, 16, and 9. While it drops uh, the Colorado Avalanche to 27, 18, and four, of course. Uh, Mike, you didn't get a chance to see this, but uh, just from hearing everything that you heard, you know, you got to like the sounds of this. Yeah. It, like, the way it sounded is, oh, DeSmith played out of his mind. Like, like, it read, like, one of the quotes I read from one of the writers in Pittsburgh is like, you know, the Avalanche toyed with the Penguins all night. And it came back to bite them. They had, it's like they had ample opportunities to put this game away. Looks like they had what, like four power play opportunities. It, it looked like, and they, they weren't able to convert. And that, that's huge. You know, Colorado only committed one penalty. The Penguins commit four. You special teams, man. It's funny. Football, hockey, special teams, man. Yes. If you, one of those, if you convert one of those power play goals, that game is over. You know, it's lights out. But man, Smith played well. Red, like, um, like he just made timely key saves, and that's what you want from your backup goalie. And my God, you know, like you were saying, the Munch Maligned, uh, D Smith. You know, here I am yesterday, just crapping on the guy, and he comes out, stands on his head. This is the performance they needed, and it, like, how can you not be happy for the tank? Oh, um, like it, it was, it was, you know, everything that's going on this season, the injuries, you know, losing his father and just being able to get back out there and score the game winner. You couldn't write that any better. The NFL script writers could not write this any better. <laughs> They're going to have to start working with the NFL guys. Um, like a couple of things, a couple observations. Well, this isn't an observation. This is a mirror statistic. Mm -hmm. uh, Tanger. Now this is his 10th career regular season overtime goal. That ties uh, that puts him in fourth uh, most in team history, the fourth most in team history, all time, and only Nita Meyer with thirteen and uh, Burns with sixteen have more as a defensive man. Wow, uh, you got to uh, you know all the times that we're talking about, we got to keep Latang, we got to keep Crosby, we got to keep Malkin. You know, at the end of the day, which one of them guys would you really wanted to give up? For me, you're not going to give up your Sidney Crosby. At no, the end God, of the no. day, I mean, do you really want to ever give get rid of Latang for everything that he's contributed? And mm -hmm. again, Evgeny Malkin has been what he's been his whole career. Oh, yeah. You know, we are kind of where we are with this team. And, yeah. you know, I, like, like going into love this, it or leave it, you know? Yeah. Like going into the season, I wouldn't have minded if, you know, we we decided to let Malkin walk. And that's like no disrespect to him. That's you're right. Like, people want to think, like oh you're you're a Malkin hater if you wanted him to go like no I'm no. more about about the the logo than the name on the back so yeah. I'm thinking okay that's cap space we'll be able to get more pieces here am I happy he's back yes I'm gonna root for him now, he's one of my favorite players of all time and he's gonna help the team win but I thought you know going into the offseason the way he was performing the injury concerns the past couple of years okay we can use that money elsewhere but if he's able to stay healthy and produce like this heck yeah I, I'm good. Good move. Good move. 
And, I think you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I just think it's, you know, you, people that were criticizing in the offseason, like I was, you know, we were looking at it from like a, a global thing. You know, you can't just look at it in a vacuum. Oh, it's Malkin. You got to keep him. No, he had, he's had injury concerns the latter part of his career. Production wasn't really there. It, then when it does start to be there, he gets hurt. So if he can stay healthy, this was a damn good signing. And I hope he stays healthy because he's going to be able to produce like tonight, man. You know, two, two helpers, two key assists last night. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you got to obviously, you know, this doesn't change everything around. The, the, the world is not beautiful uh, <laughs> and rainbows and unicorns. However, it's a good start. Maybe the break's what you need sometime. I think that was the case for our backup goalie. Again, maybe that gave him some time to just kind of recoup. And, and when you yeah. play sports, sometimes you need that, just that, that little time to recoup and come back yes. into a fresh-minded. Um, it really seemed like, you know, coming out and beating the, the Stanley Cup champions, that break did uh, it did wonders for this team. And hopefully we could continue to move forward as the season started out. You recall we had a, you know, uh, we, we again as we say we were, we were streaky there was a streak of like six wins there was a streak of like five losses yeah. we needed we needed one of those nice win streaks right around now to kind of get us catapult us into the second part of the season um but like i said it's certainly encouraging to come out and win this hockey game last night um it was nice doing it in front of our home crowd penguins needed this mike your boy mckinnon yes. he had 19 shots last night <laughs> 19 shots that that's that's unheard of isn't it that that is insane that that's like you know ovechkin back in his prime type of days where you know what i'm just gonna grip it and rip it and see what goes in yeah it's not gonna do wonders for the shooting percentage but you can't score goals if you don't shoot he did end up with a goal last night and hey i i have no problem with the guy gripping it and ripping it you gotta you gotta Uh, do what you gotta do and for being how, how good he is and my god he had over just about half of their shots. That is insane. I just now did the quick math. You know how I am with numbers. He's been working me, on this since nine o'clock this morning. I yes. have been. You know, I'm running out of fingers and toes here. Okay. <laughs> no, that that is that is insane. But you know what? If I, I I don't blame him. I don't blame him. And you know, he's one of the better hockey players in the league. I have no problem with my best player shooting, trying to score. And he's not that type of guy who's gonna. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm the only one on the team who can score. I'm the only one who can shoot. He's not going to pass up teammates who are open. So, you know, they're smart players. So I'm going to trust his judgment of like, Hey, I should be able to score on this guy. And you know, he just ran into a hot goalie. He sure did. Mike. I I liked what I saw. And like I said, I mean, this isn't anything to get overexcited about. Maybe this morning will be the, yes, you, you need it. If you are going to start moving forward because, you know, you have to crawl before you walk and this could be the first crawl move that we're making. Um, Mike, I, I, like I said, it was encouraging. Uh, the guys got to keep it up. We got to stay healthy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and start to make minor adjustments to do the little things we have to do a little bit better to uh, be successful down the road. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I don't have it in front of me, Mike. You happen to have it in front of you who they play next? Yes, I do. Give me one moment. Excuse me, the Anaheim Ducks. I almost said the Mighty Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks. All right. 17, 29, and 6 Ducks. We go on the road, and we will play them on the 10th. So that means okay. what? All right. So there you go, everybody. We have Friday. Friday night, 10 p.m. It looks like we we have a uh, West Coast swing coming up. Friday night hockey in California, everybody. Check it out. The Penguins are starting off hot in the yes. second half. Let's hope, let's hope them continue this and keep it going and make our run for the Cup, Mike. Um, one more hockey note. 
it was not related to this game, uh, so to speak, but it was related to something that we were talking about yesterday. Of course, we were talking about the Wayne Gretzky um, record mm-hmm. being breaking, broken on the uh, pro circuit by Yarmer Yager. Check this interesting statistic out, Mike, that I dug up. Wayne okay. Gretzky and his brother have the most points ever scored by a pair of siblings in the NHL. The brother had four points. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you don't get the record without those four points. Man. That's so that right. Is prime. That's right. So uh, I don't even don't know baby. what the guy's name was. The the, the article the article yeah. was uh, so vague on on the brother, mm-hmm. Mike. It didn't even tell me what brother's name was. It could have been Jerry. It could have been George. I don't know. <laughs> one thing I do know is his part of the work was pretty insignificant compared to what his brother Wayne did. Um, but there it is, everybody. Wayne you to, and his you need brother. Those four points, baby. You need Wayne those and his four brother points. have the most points ever scored by a pair of siblings in NHL history. There you have it. Um, basketball. Let's travel across. I, you know what I'm. You know what's crazy? I was thinking to myself. So many years ago, this... give me one second. Give me one second. Yes, so many well, years ago, give me one second. Uh, can yeah. I still talk? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just delivering pizza. Oh, so I was going to go. edit this out. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the the I was thinking years back, Mike. This night wouldn't have even been able to be possible because when the Pit Panthers used to play at the Civic Arena. These two teams, they often played, uh, you know, they, they played every other night. They played opposite nights, things like that, because both the Penguins and the Pitt Panthers would be playing their home games at the Civic Arena. That's not the case anymore. The game that the Pitt Panthers played last night, of course, was at the Pete over at the Peterson's Event Center. The Louisville Cardinals came to town. Mike, the Louisville Cardinals came in sitting pretty low in the ACC. However, that didn't matter. All we needed to do was win this basketball game. We need to win this basketball game, and win this basketball game is what we did. Louisville comes in, Mike. It wasn't even uh, it wasn't even funny to be honest with you. I mean, it won pretty quick. We were up by ten, then we were up by twenty, and then at one point I think we were by like thirty three. And I was gonna I was gonna text you, and I thought you know what he he's done, he's doing a sleep for work, so I was like I'll just wait. Mike, if final count on this game was ninety one to fifty seven, Pitt beats Louisville. <laughs> now this game here, Mike. This puts us tied with Clemson in first place. Now, I have a couple issues with what's going on here because now we're tied in first place with the conference powerhouse, basically, in every sport, Clemson. And mm-hmm. right behind us, right behind us, you have three teams, Mike. You have three teams. You have the number eight team. You have the number 19 team and number 22 team sitting uh, being NC State. Those three teams, Virginia, Miami, and NC State, are all ranked 8, 19, 22. They all sit below Pitt, who's tied at the top, with the conference powerhouse. If we don't crack that top 25 this weekend, I don't know what I'll do. I'm sure they'll come back and say the the level of your opponent was low, so it's going to hurt you and you're going to drop. Nonetheless, you you go, you dominate this team, you win 91-57. That's what you have to do. If you beat this team by three points, if you lose to this team, that's different. I think beating this team by a million like they did should help. And on top of all those other things, Mike, this team better crack the top 25. They better and... You know, like I've been saying, you know, it, it seems to be like, you know, in college football and college basketball with the rankings, you have to have that one year of of success before you get recognized when you've had some down years. That's what Pitt has. But my God, like you like you said, where where they are, they're they're tied what, tied for first in the ACC? Yes. And teams below them are are ranked. Teams that they have beaten 
are still yeah. ranked. Yeah. 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 Pitt has lost to to some teams they shouldn't have. But you know, so are like the teams that Pitt beat should have lost or should have beaten Pitt. Yeah. Okay. They should there's no way they should have lost to Pitt, but they did, and Pete and Pitt beat them consistently. They've had this team should be ranked. I this it's hard for me to talk about Pitt basketball because I hate Pitt, Penn State fan. So if I am this passionate about them being ranked, that they you know take they should be ranked. They are beating teams that they should not beat. Now they are beating the teams that they should beat. You know this this team is coming around, man. Like it's really and they're getting see- hot at the right time. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, they are you're... getting hot at the right time. End of the season, going into um, but conference uh, championships, and then into the into the tourney, man. They they could win the ACC, and that is wild. Let me break it down to you like this, Mike. <laughs> With the exception of the Miami game that they played the last game of the year, mm-hmm. game two, round two against Miami, who we we beat, number nineteen, Miami. Yeah. The, all the other games are lower half of the conference. If you yeah. look at every single one of those teams, Mike, you know, you don't want to rely on the fact that you should beat these teams because of the records, because of, yeah. but, but we are in a good position because all those teams with the exception of the very last game are teams that are bottom all the way down. We have yeah. a really good chance. And um, I, I, I like our shot shot right at this point going forward, going towards March. Mike, this is uh, the first time they have 17 wins since 2015, 2016. You got to like this team. Uh, A lot of people started after last night's game. I would think after a win over Miami being a ranked team. No, after a blowout against the team that you should probably blow out. Everyone now is starting to talk a little bit more Uh comments. I'm starting to see that kind of stuff. So like I said, if this team isn't ranked by, this time next week, I, I I will be very very surprised. Yeah, and they they should win. They should go into that that Miami game on a long win streak because every team that they're playing, except for Virginia all Tech, under five hundred. Yeah, Virginia Tech's fourteen to nine, and Syracuse is fourteen to ten. Yeah, everyone is under five hundred. They should win, and like a lot of these games, it they should win like single like you know handedly yeah. win these games. Like they, it should be dominating performances. So. Maybe maybe the expectation is turning for the Pitt Panthers. Now the excuse will be, well, they, they didn't win in convincing fashion. They didn't yeah. win in convincing. They're just winning. like the game last night. Yeah. They won that game. They, they were supposed to win. Yes. Bad team, and they beat them up bad. Yeah. You need that. You needed to do that. And also, Mike, I, I want to say that uh, the coach, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the fellow for the, uh, the Louisville basketball team, he made a comment after the game. He says, we play all these teams. We've played – Virginia, Miami, mm. Clemson, NC State. He said this pit team was the most complete team that we played up against. He said this team that we played tonight would is what I would like our team to be one oh, day. Oh wow. So to start getting that, that that's high praise. Absolutely. And and you know, I don't know if you're just saying it because you just got your ass kicked yeah. by points, but <laughs> it's still good to hear because we know this team's good. Now it's time that um here's the thing, Mike. Even if they don't if they don't recognize us, just let us in the big dance and let's see what we can do. Yes. Yeah. That, that, and that's all you're asking. Like, Hey, all right. You don't want to give us the recognition. We're going to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out there and just win the whole league ourselves. We're going to win the ACC ourselves. So you have to invite us to exactly. the You have to give us a good seed. Exactly. I like it. You got it. Can't, you can't depend on anybody. Go get it yourself if you want exactly, to do it. Yeah. And that's what this pit team is doing. I love it. I like this team. Like there's something about this team. I like, uh, keep your eyes open because, like we said, Mike, there's not many games left, and the games that they do have left are uh, 
the, you know, I don't want to call them bottom feeders, but they are all on the bottom part of the uh, yeah. conference. So they are teams they should beat. Absolutely. Uh, so we did. We had big games, Mike. It was a great Tuesday night in Pittsburgh. Uh, I got a few things I want to talk about uh, Steeler wise. And we won't keep you too much longer, guys. We'll keep you uh, just a short while longer. We want to uh, play this interview for you. It's very good stuff. That's coming up just shortly. Um, Mike, the Steelers, let's see. Now, uh, let me see if I can pull the uh, one up I'm looking for real quick here. Okay. After I fix my camera, all kind of things going on over there, Mike. <laughs> we just can't win right now. Hey, we can't win. As long as our teams are winning, that's fine with me. Okay, here we go. This is the one I'm looking for, Mike. Trubisky and Mason Rudolph yes. were two of the top seven paid backups in the NFL, combined to earn $12.2 million. That's more than any other backup duo in the league. More than any other backup duo in the league. Of course, we do have things going on where Mitch says, you know, where he's done with us. Or not Mitch, but um, Rudolph's done with us. Yeah. Now, now, interesting enough, Mike, the names are Kobe Brissett creeps into town do you like that name let's say that we we shed the fat off and get rid of mason rudolph and mitch trubitsky that man that stepped up in cleveland while their starting quarterback was out for first 10 games of the year it didn't do great things but i tell you what the things that i did see him do i thought looked better than both of those two guys i i would rather keep i would rather keep um i'd rather keep trubisky I, I, yeah, I give me Trubisky. I, I would rather have him over, over, um, what's his face for Jacoby. I, really? I, I would, yeah, I'd rather have him. And like this whole, like, oh, you know, Mason and Trubisky, because I saw that same tweet too. Oh, they cost so much, they cost all this much money. They're the highest paid backup duo. So, so between those two and, um, Kenny, we've paid fifteen million dollars for three quarterbacks. The way that 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 comment was phrased, that tweet, and that article was, yeah, you're you're framing it in a negative. Just point out the facts that we paid fifteen million dollars for three quarterbacks. You're right. So you think you have your franchise quarterback? You're paying like what fourteen million dollars or something, something you're like right. four million dollars. Then you have Trubisky that you're going to pay ten million next year for. That you would kill teams would kill for that kind of flexibility because you're going to have a quarterback who you think is your franchise quarterback on his rookie contract. You're getting a backup quarterback who may borderline starter capable for ten million dollars. That's a good situation to be in. I say Trubisky already knows the offense. We saw him come in later first year. He moved the offense. Here's what I would do: I'd shed the fat. I'd get rid of these two guys. I'd bring in Brissett. I'd pay him a little bit more, whatever it is, and then I'd bring in the janitor to be the third-string quarterback or something <laughs> of that nature where I pay him, you know, minimum wage or whatever. My guy, like Brissett, he he impressed me. And, uh, you know, it was by the way he stepped in over there. I like his mobility. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the best runner, but he is a good mobile quarterback. And you know what? He also stands in the pocket, and he, he could whip the ball around. Didn't do great things. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, we're talking backup quarterbacks. We're talking about Mitch Trubisky. We're talking about Mason Rudolph. We're talking about Jacoby Brissett. I know you like. I know you like the situation that we do have going on. Yeah. Um. Of course, we know that Mason's not going to be around much longer, and the talks, of course, have uh, started to, to really get 
going with this Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett situation as far as, you know, as far back as yesterday. So I'm kind of taking it all in new as everybody else is. I like Brissett, um, but you're right. You, you, you know, on some other points, though, I mean, we got the good money situation. We also have a guy that knows the mm-hmm. system. And if a Kenny goes down, it wouldn't be nothing for him to step right up and, and play, you know, yeah. quarterback for this team. So I, I do know that, you know, it, 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 there's pros and cons both ways. And maybe it's just me uh, reaching for maybe to try to get a little bit more just because he's mobile. And, and I, yeah. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Everyone likes a good mobile quarterback. And if you're not going to have one as your starter, I think that you probably should have someone, uh, a mobile quarterback, someone somewhere else down your depth at that quarterback but, but position. Like, uh, Trubisky's mobile. He's not a statue back there. Hmm. He's not a statue. He can move out of the pocket. That's one of the reasons like they brought him in because he can fit he can fit the offense. He can fit the uh you know the Canada's vision of the offense. So I I don't understand the the fervor of getting rid of Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Oh if you just look at it, oh we're paying a backup quarterback ten million dollars. Yeah, but you're paying your starting quarterback four. Yeah. Fourteen million dollars between two quarterbacks. I don't understand the want and the need to get rid of Trubisky, and if you cut him, you know you, he's still well, he's pro- Mike. He he's got issues too. He doesn't want to, you know, he, he's not going to exactly want to bend over backwards to 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 do things with this contract and to to appease the Steelers. I mean, he wasn't br- really brought in in the most ideal so? situation. So I mean, if he I, I comes down to it and he doesn't want to be here, you know, do you, then do you like somebody like Brissett? No, no, I still want the quarterback here who already knows the offense. I'm just saying, if he if it works out the way that that he doesn't end up here, he wants to go somewhere else because he wants to play. Uh, I want to see. I want to see what other. I want to see what other quarterbacks are available. I want if I can find someone better than Jacoby Brissett, I want to go get that guy. Mike, there's not many people out there. You know that these backup yeah. quarterbacks. Who, who, who else? I, would I, I would actually have a, like a better quarterback than the all the quarterbacks we have on our roster right now. I, I, who is? I mean, I'm I'm asking you a question. You know who? This... Go get Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Go get Lamar. I would like him. Don't get me wrong. My God, you put him in this like with the the weapons that we have and the defense. What kind of money is he gonna to... want though? Gee, is he hey, gonna want to sit in the back? Is he, he gonna want to back? I... You know, he's I, more, I he's, more he's more available than T.J. Watt, and they both have injury concerns, so might as well just. I don't know if he's more of... available than T.J. Watt, but I do know that uh, you know this, this. It would take a lot, I think, to to bring that guy in this position. If I would you, love if, to have. If him you on. want to win championships, you need like you Baltimore's need, doing. You just they don't they don't surround him with any weapons. They have though, you know. He was they, the they got Mark Andrews. That's it. They got Mark Andrews. Mike, he was the MVP. I mean, the guy yeah, didn't have ter- he, he, terrible he, seasons his whole career. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was himself the MVP. Wasn't because of the guys or like that. That oh, you're crazy. That that right. Oh, Mike. Oh. No, no, no. He, he went he out there and to, played he, an MVP season all by himself and nobody else is any good is what you're saying? He, he did too, yeah. yeah. He didn't. Yeah. Oh, that that's inaccurate because they had a really good team. They had these good, they had that good running scheme where. Yeah, they had a good running scheme, but look, like outside of Mark Andrews, he's really never had a great, great receiving core. But like I said, you're not, I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I would like to have somebody like Lamar Jackson. I just don't, I, I can't see how that would play out. Anyway, Mike, that is something that we could go in further about as we go along because we are, we are short on time today because we do want to get to this interview uh, a couple yeah. more things i do want to talk about mike who would you say just real quick something to think on if you could come up with an answer super if you can't that's fine as well i'll just make i'll just call your names behind your back oh yeah but listen, but listen who do you think is the pittsburgh steelers best 
backup in quarter in, in franchise history. Now I know you can only go back so far because you weren't alive through the you know the the bad years. So let's not even think about that. Who do you consider to be the best backup quarterback the Steelers ever had that you could think of? Oh, that's easy. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, I, I mean, come on. Let's let's. let's... He started. He started. I, I know. I know. I mean, uh, you have ooh, a Charlie wow. Batch. You got um, Byron Leftwich. Uh, I'm gonna go with Charlie Batch because like um, Tom Zach. You Tom like Zach, Charlie? Ooh, I, Tom Zach's up there. He was one of my. You know, he's he's a steady guy. But I, I Charlie, man, he he was dependable when he came in, man. Like I I I might be remembering history wrong, but I thought he won us some pretty good games when like when Ben was out when we needed a quarterback in like. Charlie, you know, he, he got us wins that we needed. Specifically and, against Baltimore, I could remember yes. that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Night I'm gonna go, and, yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Charlie Batch and my god, an honorable mention too, Mike Tomsack. Yeah, and you know what? Byron left, which wasn't a um slouch either. I tell you what, no, he, no, he, was he came not, up from no. Jacksonville. He was starting down there for how long mm-hmm. he was able to step in as a nice backup here. Yeah. Any of them guys, Mike, I would agree with they, you. Like, the Steelers have always had you know, pretty decent backup quarterbacks. It's like the team knows you're going to need two. Yeah. At some point. And I, I think like the record shows in the league, man, how many quarterbacks have played end up taking snaps this year. You, you need a ba- dependable backup quarterback. Absolutely. Uh, let's go from the back. Let's go from the backup quarterback to the offensive line. Only 19 offensive linemen played a hundred percent of their team's snaps this year. Three of these offensive linemen, Mike were Steelers three out of 19 Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson and James Daniels. No other team had more than two. Uh, I like that statistic. And, you know, trying to build this line and move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, if you have to fall back on some of the guys that we did have, you got this, this line last year impressed me, man. I, I like it, it these guys me. did. It impressed me, but they're, um, they're, I don't think they're going to be good enough to take us to that next level. We need to upgrade pieces. Now, oh, absolutely. Now, like if Kevin Dotson, can go back to the player he was his rookie year, showing that potential of like, oh my god, we found a diamond in the rough. Right. I, I would like Dan Moore to switch out to right side to have him and Chooks battle for the right side. We definitely need to upgrade that offensive line, left tackle, definitely center. Maybe another guard would be a better off. Ooh, that line would take us to the next level. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that's going to be what it is. It's going to we're going to have to kind of build it piece by piece. I mean. You go after a couple guys in a draft. You go after maybe a guy or two in free agency. You're still going to have you know one one or two of your laggers behind from last season. Mm-hmm. But I, I was impressed. I mean, they they were impressive after watching that game. I, I recall the very first preseason game we watched together with uh, against Seattle. But they, oh, they were terrible that first game. Out of twenty one, whatever it would have been, they were. I. I then I was ready to throw in the towel at that point. <laughs> but they pulled it together, and you know what? That line. It, it became pretty uh, impressive. Uh, Mike, are you still able to see me? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I just double checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I was double checking something real quick. I moved away from you. No, you're good. You're good. I just had a message on the screen. I didn't know if that uh, messed anything up that I was doing here. Um, one other thing, Mike. After losing uh, Blaine Stewart and Brian Flores this offseason, season, the Steelers have a 17-man coaching staff. Mike, 17-man coaching staff. This coaching staff is and this uh, is the smallest. It was the smallest 
coaching staff in 2022, looking like it's going to be the case again in 2023. We have nine offensive coaches, six defensive coaches, one special mm-hmm. team, and one head coach. Why are we so short on coaches, Mike? I mean, well, even this year prior to losing these two gentlemen that we lost. Um, I, I think we are going to end up seeing another another coach brought in, uh, possibly in the offensive side that uh, Art Rooney was saying, hey, you know, we have the opening now that we lost Brian Flores. Look for us to bring a, in another coach specific or probably along the offense, like an like a offensive specialist coach. So it wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, hey, more is not always better. It's quality over quantity or quantity yeah. over quality. Excuse me. I got that backwards. But Hopefully yeah, so, we start getting the results from the uh, the quality pretty soon. Well, I like hey, to... you know, we, we, we saw the improvement in the offensive line. We have new offensive line coach last year, so. Yeah, we'll saw improvement in the defense. We lost that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying. You know, we're, you know, I have to wait and see. Wait and see the way the way the cookie crumbles. Wait and see the way the cookie crumbles. The yep, way the ball am, bounces. Yeah, yeah. I'm just all over it today. It's all good. Uh, one more thing, Mike, before we start to get ready to turn over to our interview of the day. LeBron did it. LeBron did it. He passes. Kareem yes. Abdul-Jabbar, yes, he's now the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Without a, a question, the GOAT. the GOAT. A lot of people were calling him the GOAT, even though Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wasn't the GOAT. But uh, now, now that LeBron has got him, <laughs> we're, we're going to hear this. I think – go ahead. I was going to say, it's funny the way, like, in sports. Like, in certain sports, if you have, like, the most points, you're the best. Uh, than other sports, oh, no, that's the most rings. And, it, like, right. it changes. No one wants to make a consistent argument of, like, who's the GOAT? Well, what makes you the GOAT? <laughs> Everyone always talks about the way Jordan changed the game. No one wants to talk about the way LeBron changed the game. And, and what I mean by saying this, and like I said, we don't have much time. I just want to make a make a point and then we'll, we'll move on. The way LeBron James changed the game, and, and everybody was waiting because you've seen the way that Jordan changed it and made the game what it was. And Kobe came and he followed suit. And then this LeBron came. And what LeBron did better than anybody else, Mike, he was able to run to another city when things were going bad and find Mike, you can't even uh, – come on. He no, went from I will Cleveland not sit to Miami. Yeah, yeah, he went from Cleveland, Cleveland where they didn't give him to anyone. Los Angeles to Cleveland. Now he's back in Los Angeles. Nobody ever else he's has only ever been, been in LA this... once. Wait, he's wait, only on, been in LA once. He's only been in LA once. Please, nobody else has ever been in this conversation for the greatest in basketball. Had had to go around and chase the championship around the country. They Kareem. had a team built built around him. Where else do you know Kareem from besides for the Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> and keep going. Is there anybody else? Hey, and how many times hey, did he, he go back teams. and forth? Because LeBron, he he's, LeBron so, never stopped. So he, that's he, that's the modern era. That's the modern that, era of the That NBA. is my point I'm making. If you would let me talk, that's the point I'm no, making. No, no. This is the know. game. You, that, you that, have a hatred please. of LeBron James that, that's borderline. Please, I, I, haven't, I haven't finished my point. How could you even, how could you even uh, rebut? So what I'm saying is the way that Jordan changed the game to what it was, this is the way that LeBron changed the game to what it is now. Now, if you're not winning, you go somewhere else, you get some other good players, you build a team, win a championship. This is LeBron's NBA. I give it to him. I give him. He could be the GOAT. He could be whatever. I think a lot of people at this day and age are bowing out of the NBA. I know a lot of people that I know are because the game has become a video game. If you can't do it with this team, you go over here, you get a couple more stars, you build a bigger team, you win a championship, you move on. There's no loyalty. There's no staying on one team trying to trying to work hard for a championship. You go, you cry, you build, you win. This is LeBron's era. If he wants to be the GOAT, let him have it because 
Uh, you know what? I think it sucks. LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. He has the most points. If we're going to use that for Wayne Gretzky, he is the he's the greatest of all time. Which is untrue because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has never been called the greatest of all I time. Call, I always called Kareem the greatest of all time because... I've never heard you ever say that. I don't know where you've been, but I've always said that. I've always said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest basketball player of all time because he has the most points. As a matter of fact, I never heard anybody say it, but go ahead, continue. Well, it's because people don't know what they're talking about. Uh, you know, Kareem was the greatest of all time, and now now LeBron is. Hey, you, yeah. Wait a minute. You're the one that admits not even being a basketball guy and don't even know that much about basketball. I just, I just know like LeBron is one of the greatest I've ever seen. He is one of the game. greatest. Yeah, I just think the way he goes about it, it, it sucks. It's ruining the game. It's not ruining the game. It the is way, ruining it. Like, oh, like, hey. I I I I carry these bums from up in um in, in that is Cleveland. sports, Mike. I, Any I, team that you ever play on, you have the best guy. You have other people you try to build to win. You don't yeah. go and build teams around people, and that's that's silly. No, no you yeah, I'm gonna like he's a he's a and he was a free agent. And why would, why would you stay in Cleveland where they're not trying to get you the win? They're gonna give you bums of uh, of a teammate. I'm not gonna you? go here unless I'm, they have I'm, three other all stars. Come on, that Mike. That's yeah. silly. That's that's silly. Uh, That's I, not I competitive sports. That is building something in your favor to win unfairly. Mike. No, that is what sports are, is to build the best team and win. That's what sports By taking are. All, all sorts, let me ask, let me ask you this one question. Building the best team to win championships. <laughs> if we were That's sit what down, sports are about. Can I ask you a question? If we were going to sit down and play Madden this weekend, and you took a team, and I took the all-pro team, would that be fair? Yeah. No, Mike, to win. no, you're crazy. All right, we have to move on. That, that, you're crazy. You're crazy. That is you're... insane. Mike, if, if anybody sat down to play video game, one team took a regular – one guy took a regular team. The other person took the all-star team. The, the, you're life, just, life listen, you just want to argue with me, and that's fine. Mike, we you, have you to move on. We have to move on. We have to move on. We have a big interview today. This uh, <laughs> interview coming up is a gentleman. His name is Mike, Mike Kissinger. He will be on in a few moments here. Now, Mike, this guy that's coming on in a couple moments, he uh, wrote a song. It's called Steeler Nation Remix. Yes. Really good. Uh, we got a chance to hear it. Um, he stopped by. We talked to him for a good, I don't know, half hour or so. Yeah. He gave us some insight on the song and also other music that he works on. He not only did, did this, he also has another uh, group that he he rolls with. Um, I think maybe, Mike, we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow mm -hmm. after the interview. We'll come back and kind of recap and some of the other stuff that Mike does. But uh, do you have anything else before we take off, man? LeBron's the goat. LeBron's no. the goat. No, stick around. This interview is... It... Oh, no, I lost my camera. No. Yeah, I was wondering, where'd you go? Uh, my kid's rolling around under me. He's plugging away at wires and stuff. But yes, LeBron the goat no seriously All right, no, mike, stick around stick around for this interview it is a damn mike good apparently interview. is still in the middle of the interview somewhere i think he lost the camera and his mind there we go but, i'm um, back baby but yes it's just I stick think when around I was everybody yelling after at you, i may have hit stop my video what's that <laughs> i think when we were yelling i may have hit stop video oh real great um <laughs> so, but listen everybody well, you're gonna enjoy favorite. this interview it's it's not all about mike today i promise you it's gonna be about this, uh, this young gentleman named michael yes. you're gonna like him you're gonna like what he has to say uh, we'll be back to talk with Mike right after this. To hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Two Dumb Yinzers. Um, Mike, we have a we got a guest uh, stop by today. He wants to talk about something that he made, and uh, I, I think it's a really interesting. Um, it's a song. It's a song. Everybody, uh, it's it's really interesting. It's a Steelers mm -hmm. song, and we got a bunch of questions that we want to ask you, Mike. Because now, Mike, uh, he wants to release this song, but he wants to wait till closer to the Steelers season, which I don't blame him. 
you're going to get a majority of the people that are really in the mood. They're really going to want to hear Steeler things, be involved with Steeler things to that capacity. So we're going to talk to Mike a little bit today just to kind of get a little sneak feel of what it is that we're going to hear come uh, early September yes. down the road. Um, first of all, how are you guys doing today? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, Mike, you uh, you you actually work with Antoine from Hit 'Em Hard Music, and um, Antoine, I think he he pointed you our direction, and I think that I, I I'm greatly appreciative, like I am with mostly everything that he does, um, and it's really great to meet you, man. Yeah, it's nice to meet you also, both of you guys, Mike. Uh, nice to meet you, guys. Nice to meet you. Now, Mike, this song, this song that you created, it, it is it called Steeler Nation Remix. Uh, yeah, the original I had an original out there. It was Steeler Nation, and then uh, I had to change a couple of things because uh, I added names in there, which you actually should never do because it dates the song. You're right. So I had to pull out a couple of names, and then uh, you know just name it Remix after that. So I like that. Now the thing about that is if you had a good point. I, I you probably recall what twenty years ago they start coming out with the Here We Go songs, and every year they had to change it out because you know maybe. Jeffrey wasn't on the team one, you know, the next year or a linebacker wasn't on the team. And they had to go in and totally change it because like you said, it timestamped the song. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's a great idea. That's good thinking on your part. I mean, if it becomes a, if it become a big hit like black I, and yellow, it's just going to be something that everybody's <laughs> going to love no matter what year it is. Yeah. I would love that to happen, but I, I don't, I don't foresee that coming. <laughs> hey, you never know, my man. You never know what people are going to like, you know, yeah, you yeah. never know what goes viral anymore. Like what catches on that will, propel someone to any type of uh like recognition you're right yeah. you're right but i do like it mike and i both had a chance to listen to it i, I actually love the song um thank you no 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 um, it, was, it was really good it, like <clears throat> i like the beat to it I, I liked everything that was going on on with the song and like you said too it, when you took out the players names it doesn't date it to a certain time period so it can be it's like one of those songs that you can put anywhere in steeler history and play it and get fired up for this for the season or for a game yeah that's what i'm hoping for the there is one thing that i left in there that uh, i'm not so sure if i might go back to the studio and change just one word and that's uh or two words heinz field i you know uh, what i thought of that i just today just this morning i was re-listening to the song and i, and I thought the same thing and uh, you know I, I i think that you could even get away with that just because Heinz is so popular. They're bringing back the ketchup bottles. If anything, I think people would be more warmed up to it. However, you know, like you said, you know, maybe five, six, seven, eight years down the road, when the younger generation starts to get a little older and they understand music and Steelers and things like that, then they're going to be like, what's this Heinz thing, Heinz Field thing all about, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, besides for that, you're right. I mean, everything was really, really good. And then that was really good in my opinion as well. I, you know, I, I like the Heinz Field, but, uh, do you have other music? Do you make music in general? Are you an artist? Uh, like, what's yeah, the deal? I do. Um, I like to do it. Uh, it's uh, mostly for fun. Okay. Uh, I make a little cash from it. Um, but I um, was putting together a CD last night that I'll be releasing and probably a couple weeks from now. Okay. And uh, But it's under the name of, uh, it's not under my name. Uh, it's under Dr. Mike and the Brain Ninjas. Okay. Like and it's it. called and it's called it's called cognitive kung fu 280 style okay 
Yeah. So I, I, I originally released one that was just cognitive Kung Fu. And, you know, this is the follow up to that. Okay. Well, how did you come up with that title? Cognitive Kung Fu? Because I, I, I like that. I, I think that <laughs> just like the image it puts in your mind of what you're going to experience on the, on the album. <laughs> it, it takes you to a certain spot. Yeah. I, I was hoping that it would just, you know, uh, grab somebody's attention. That's what, that's what I, you know, well, that, that is an attention grabber. Yeah. I like it. I like the name. Uh, what now? Your other music, obviously, it isn't all Steeler stuff. You do other stuff that's more independent, more um, you know, relatable to you. Is this basically your only Steeler song that you made, or do you have more stuff out there? Uh no, I have a. I have a. This is the third um, Pittsburgh-based song that I have. Okay. I have uh, one that's called. Uh, I had to rename it because of uh, where I released it. But it's it's called Yin's uh, play, um, black and gold. Okay. So it's a black and gold song. That was one, and then um, originally I had one titled Pittsburgh Pride, but that's been taken by um, another whole group. The name, so okay. I'm going to change that. Um, I might redo that and re-release it. Um, that's more of on the on the country side. Um, okay. But, but black and gold is more along the lines of still uh, staying in with uh, the rap, older style rap. But you know, yeah, one, that's out there. You know, one thing that I noticed, Mike's, I noticed that? that even talking to, you know, other rappers, like uh, I'm just going to say, for example, because we don't know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to Antoine, <laughs> excuse me, and the guys, and they were talking about just their, their interest in, in all kind of music, which, you know, a lot of musicians do. But it really surprised me because they they went on and on a little bit about how they do enjoy listening to country music to maybe you know gain something from it or just kind of learn and that's never been anything that we've kind of dealt with in our life i mean you, you we all seem to be right around the same age give or take but you know mm -hmm. when we're growing up i mean you either if you liked rap you didn't like country if you liked country you didn't like rap if you liked rock you didn't like country mm -hmm. but i that, that was one thing that really caught my attention while talking to those guys was they they they, they love they love it all and yeah it's across the board for me definitely yeah and that's and that's interesting and um you know and, and like yeah how you were just saying that that's what you do as well I, I i don't get it but i'm interested in that i i i like the idea i like the fact that the the minds are opening up to uh these other areas where like i said in our lifetime you would have never seen that right that's true that's true you it know. was either one way or the other um right but now you have a lot of crossover artists. I mean, you started with somebody like uh, Taylor Swift that mm -hmm. did the country and then moved to the pop. And then you have uh, somebody like uh, Post Malone. You're right. with Post Malone. Yeah. He's, he, he'll be releasing a country uh, album soon. No so. I did. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a country I, guy. I don't expect that. You, that's something like you don't expect from Post Malone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not a country guy, but I, I dig the idea. I dig the concept. I, I think it just shows so much more depth with you artists nowadays that, you know, that you're willing to dig in and, and, and touch, tap into those other genres where, like I said, that's just never been a thing before. So I, I, I like that. I like that. It's a new concept, you know, within, you know, so, so long ago. I dig it. I dig it. I can't wait to listen to more of your stuff. Uh, now, Mike, yeah. on um, the, the copy that you sent over, it says Big Mike and Little Nicky. Is Little Nicky somebody that you do work with? Is it somebody you create music with? Little Nicky is somebody that I create music with, but he's asked me to keep him silent. So okay. I, I can't say much about that man. I like it. I, I like except, it. Except for that uh, he's a musician extraordinaire and a producer extraordinaire. So nice. I, 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 like I like the mystery. I like the mystery. I like the mystery. Absolutely. 
You could drop hints. You could drop hints about him. <laughs> when you're, when you're I, asked him I actually told him today I was going to drop some hints, but I was like, he was like, nah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is he, a gargoyle? What's his deal? <laughs> he, his, his, his line is, uh, he's got warrants, so. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. Not personal, but we do have people within our, our program here that uh, could definitely fall into that category. Um, no, he's joking, though. He's, <laughs> oh, I'm not. That's just his shtick. That's his stick. I yeah. like it. I like it. Um, is this somebody that you've known for a long time, Mike? Oh, probably about since uh, 1999, 2000 oh, wow. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, you are you a big Pittsburgh sports fan in general? Is this kind of something you maybe you're not a big fan? You just did it on the side because hey, you know that there's a market for it. Um, what, what, tell uh, me a little bit about the, the the build up to making these songs, these Steeler songs. Well, I know. I mean, obviously, there's a market for it. I mean, you Absolutely. you look at uh, black. Uh, black and yellow and how you know how much that blew up yeah. um there's a market for it and i grew up in the you know i'll i'll date myself i grew up in the 70s so yeah. you know i steelers was you know fed to me from you know mm -hmm. from absolutely <laughs> the stroller so you know yes that's you know, just that's, I, I like that i mean you know that's, that's all of us and uh you know the ones that get me the ones that have been diehard cowboy fans our whole lives. You know these guys that you run into <laughs> places. What the hell happened? What happened to these kids? But no, Mike, I do. I, I think the song is great. I think it's going to go over really well. Um, like, what's your plans? Like, when you do go to, um, obviously, you have you know several months to figure things out. Uh -huh. what, what are you going to do, do when it comes time to go and uh, and putting the song out there? Are you going to contact people? Are you going to try to get it played a lot, you know, as many different places as you can. And do you have like a, any idea of those kind of moves yet? Or is this still something that you're working on? Well, I, yeah, it's kind of something I'm just working on. Uh, with the first one, I just uh, went to a distribution company and I had them, you know, send it out to the streaming plates. Yes. And um, I made a video and put it on uh, YouTube. And I think I have somewhere, the original song has somewhere over, uh, I think it's 150,000 views. Wow, good for you. Good yeah, for you, and, man. Damn. And uh, yeah, I was really surprised by that. But um, I, I mean, it, it obviously makes me happy. It feels makes me feel good. Oh, that, absolutely. Know, make, make other people happy. And um, on um, I discovered it on Facebook and on TikTok the other day. I was just playing around and discovered it. And uh, it's been used in over 180 videos on TikTok. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, it makes me happy. So absolutely. Are no, you we, monetizing or anything like that? Are you able to make any money off of it at, the, at this uh, point, or is this still kind of too early for this? I I am, but it's you know, right. it's, uh, it's a it's a dinner date at uh, Eaton Park. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But that's a start, you know. That you, hey. you got to make those steps anyway to get to where you want to be. So, mm -hmm. you know, super. That that's awesome, man. Great to hear. Great to hear. No, on, on the music side, do you um do you like uh, write the music too, like the production side or do you just do like uh come in with lyrics or do you do a bit of both i do a bit of both yeah um on this particular song uh my silent partner was the music guy okay so, okay and uh the lyrics are all all me yeah. now, i gotta ask this little nicky not and, and i know you don't want to keep talking about him because you know <laughs> but he is not the devil is he no, 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 no. Okay. Just making sure that uh, you know you didn't make a deal with anybody and they don't want you to talk about him for uh, you know it's not it's not from yeah. the Adam Sandler. It's movie. not Adam Sandler. Okay. No, All right. I just want to check. It's not a crossroads kind of thing. No, yeah. not, uh, not yeah. the devil went down the Georgia. Yeah. 
Now, what, um, so how long have, so you've been doing music for quite some time then? About, about 20 some years, yeah. Oh, That's man. really awesome. And you, you, you cross over, you go, did you work in the rock field at all? Uh, different genres. I have some stuff that is rock that touches on it. Um, and on, on the first, um, uh, Dr. Mike said, "Brain Ninjas, uh, the cognitive kung fu, the kung fu." That was uh, there's a couple songs in there that are, are more rockish, you know, okay. like, rockish. Yeah, I mean, you seem like a great guy. You, you made a great song. I I can't wait to hear more stuff that you came up with. I, um, you know, like I said, we'll do everything on on our part whenever time comes to help you know get it out there more and hopefully, um, you I know, help people. That. no, never a problem, man. I, I I do. I dig the song. I played it for a few people earlier here at the studio. They dug it. So I mean. You know the the song's a good song, and and like we were saying earlier, the market's certainly there. And if you you know you aim it toward the right people, you're going to hit that audience and hopefully hopefully do big things. Um, you know, the one thing like we were talking to Antoine about the other day is mm -hmm. you know just about Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, especially. It's such a uh, it's such a small metropolitan area compared to other big cities, and right. that's that's the one that's the one challenge that people here in Western Pennsylvania have is because in these bigger cities, people are more willing to listen to different things, go outside of their area of comfort to listen to different things. And they're, they're, they're pretty baseline here. People in Western PA, Pittsburgh area, if it's outside the norm and it's outside of, uh, you know, it doesn't fly. But you, you, you were able to crack into an idea with this because the Steelers, nothing is better and bigger than the Steelers in Western PA. So I don't <laughs> think that that's going to affect you at all. I think that it's going to help you and, and work at your advantage because of that and um you know and that's one thing i hate seeing about with a lot of these guys that we get to talk to rappers people in rock just different musicians we just don't have that that infrastructure that that in western pennsylvania for people that are willing to listen to new things right we have a, we have a lot of old heads and in the bar scene a lot of thing is um a lot that you see is are these cover bands and that's what's big in western pa and that sucks because creative people like you ourselves the guys that hit them hard we, we're trying to get ourselves out there. You guys are trying to get yourselves out there. And unfortunately, the people just don't take care for whatever reasons. If it's if it's outside the norm, if it's not what everybody else is doing, Pittsburgh is a very plain, plain city in that sense. But I do like your strategy. I do like your writing. I do like everything that you've done, Mike. And I think, like I said, once people hear this shit, get up to the um, get up to uh, tailgate parties before Steeler games. Bump your jam all morning. You know what I mean? These guys are out yeah. there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Crack open a couple beers and just let your songs play and have people come up and comment. You know, just talk to people. So many ways, so many ways that you're going to be able to get it out there. I'm excited, Mike. I'm really excited for That's you. I, I appreciate that idea. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. And you know what? It goes a long way. And it seems like it, it could be a lot of legwork. Um, we, we we had a guest on. Her name is uh, The Berg Blonde. And she's basically an entertainer from Pennsylvania. And again, it's uh -huh. not a big area for entertainment. New York, L.A., Chicago, people would be more willing to, um, you know, they'd be more attracted to this kind of stuff. But she went down to the the, the tailgate parties. She shot a little clip for her. Uh, you know, she, she wrote a book. She's an entertainer. She does like all this kind of stuff. And that's yeah. what she did. She went down and by doing that, so many people got familiar with her. Right. And then those people went and they turned on their phone and they clicked on her videos and, and she got a lot of exposure that way. So I do like, I do like just going down to the uh, tailgates and just getting your shit out there because like I said, it's going to be a lot of legwork, but you are going to see your results from it and oh, yeah. to the people that you wanted to go to. Right. Right. The direct audience. Yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, just anything like that, like downtown, you get downtown and uh, you know, you just find an event 
you know, find an event, something that's going on, go to the cultural district, go to, you know, and, and you could just, like I said, down there, you're going to, you're going to be like, you're going to be the God if you're walking around with something <laughs> like this, because it's Steelers and people love their Steelers. So I like yeah. it, Mike. I like it. I like it a lot. Mike, what do you think? What's your, uh, what's your overall opinion on this song? I like it. Uh, you know, I heard it. I only heard it that one time, but like I said, I, I did like it. I did enjoy Well, we played it twice, played it back to back. Cause I always like to hear things twice in a row, but I liked it. it was good. It made me sad that the Steelers season was ending. <laughs> <laughs> that was so the one wrong like, thing. Once it gets released, it will make me pumped up, ready to go for the new for the next season. Like I said, oh, yeah. I did like it. I did like the beat. I liked everything that was going on. Like stuff would come up, like music wise, that I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, that that's new. That's clever. I like that. And you know, just as a, even if you're not a Steelers fan, I stuff in the music in general is. People will like the song. Thank you. Thank I think you. so too. I can't wait. Now, are you going to come out like maybe like that week of leading up to the opening game, maybe in the preseason? What's your I, early? I, you know, I might come out uh, about even about a month. About okay. A month before, yeah, I'm taking about a month before uh, try to get gain some traction. Yeah, maybe get a hold of some uh, some lo local radio station. I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of routes that you could take, and, and we'll definitely we'll, we'll keep in touch and. We will do things on our end to help that also get out there for you as well. We're I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited, my man. Let me ask you, okay. Doctor Mike. Yes, sir. It's MIT. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Mike, what's your Super Bowl prediction? Who wins this game one week from tonight? Oh, uh, uh Kansas City. Kansas City. That's my pick as well. Oh, I like it's the Eagles. The Eagles. All I like you more than than the other Mike already. <laughs> you, you hurt me, Ryan. You hurt me. <laughs> um, and here's one more prediction. I need to know where what are the Steelers going to do next year? Oh, uh, you know what? They were starting to gel at the end of the season, and uh, they're a young group of guys. I think they're going to do really well next year. Um, I do too. Yeah, I think this draft is going to be very valuable for the Steelers. Uh, you know, if they pluck a few guys that they could plug right into these positions where they need help, and then also maybe uh, fish a little bit out of free agency. I think they're going to be a really good team. I just seen this morning that um, Kenny and Calvin Austin the uh, third, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson they will be all, together all all year long. They're going to get back together shortly, working together, working on timing, things like that, and then that's going to continue all the way through the off season. So I, I like the sounds of that. These guys they want to win, they want to get better, and those signs are always awesome to see. You know, yeah. But um, Mike, you have anything else for Mike? I don't. <laughs> Um, oh, God, I just love the song, and I, I like Doctor Mike the Brain music too. And I already, I already went on YouTube and I found, and I found, where is it, the Doctor Mike and the Brain Ninjas. So yes, I will be listening to that. <laughs> right yeah, you know, that's, that's gonna be exactly what I do as soon as we go off the air. I'm going right to Doctor Mike and the Brain Ninjas. What's the rest of the name? Uh, cognitive Kung Fu. <laughs> cognitive Kung Fu. I love it. I love it. But the hardest part for me to find that was remembering how to spell cognitive. Yeah. <laughs> You're using too many big words for a dummy user over here. Okay? <laughs> I think that's an oxymoron for you guys. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you have any, do you have any questions for us, my man? We, like I said, we're going to do everything that we can. Um, you know, we, we've, we've talked, we found out your inspiration. We found out some other stuff that you do. Do you have anything coming out? Let me ask you, do you have anything coming out that's, um that's not related in the meantime, like you said, you have something coming up um, somewhat down the future here. 
Yeah, a couple of weeks uh, uh, will be cog cognitive kung fu uh, two. Okay. Two. And, uh, yeah, that'll okay. be coming out, and uh, like I said, about a couple of weeks. Okay. And, uh, eighty eighty style. Nice. And the brain ninjas. Is this any? Is this anybody else, or is this also um, uh, the devil? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's the devil and another guy from New York. So okay, I like it. I like it. So you guys get out and do any performing with your music as well? No, sir. You know, I am a studio performer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I haven't been on the stage at all. So. Okay. Yeah. I just release it out, out there to the streaming, uh, streaming services and, you know, see what, numbers, that. See, see what the numbers are. Heck Absolutely. Yeah. I let Antoine do, do, do the show. <laughs> yeah. No, he does a really great yeah, like, job. Like they we do. He's, he's trying to talk me into it. He says that's where the money is. So I tell you what, though, if, uh, you know, on the 18th of this month, I know that he is throwing the show down in Beaver Falls. Uh, you know, try to make it down. We'll all get the bullshit a little bit. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. I'm not sure with Mike's schedule and stuff like that, but I'm, I'll be down there. So if you make it down, it'd be great to see you, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have talked to him at work about that. So, yeah, Sounds I should be there. Good. So here we are, everybody. We have the Steeler Nation remix. This is the song that, that we're not going to release. We're just going to talk about it. But on <laughs> um, about right before the season starts, Mike here is going to release it. We um, know a couple of things that we did learn. We learned that um, he also has a, a group, I guess you would call it, right? A group, Dr. Mike and the Brain Ninjas and the Conjunctive Kung Fu, too. We learned that about Mike today. Mike, I want to ask one more thing. Who is sure. your favorite Steeler? Because you said, you know, with the Wilson pick and Kenny pick, I, you have this all-time favorite Steeler. All-time? Yeah. Uh, maybe, can we go back to the 70s? Oh, yeah. Go back to any day. You, yes. Any day you want, man. Uh, Lynn Swan. Lynn. Ooh, great choice. Lynn Swan, yeah. I took, Mike, you'll have time to tell him a quick story real quick about Lynn Swan. Sure. I felt Lynn Swan's butt warmth one time. <laughs> I kid you not. I forgot about the story. I burnt this from my mind. I was at a um my my, my older son was in an AAU basketball <laughs> tournament up in North Allegheny, kind of going up your way there, North Allegheny High School. And when I went in to watch his game, Lynn's son was playing the game before my son played. And when okay. I walked in, I seen him immediately. I said, There's Lynn Swan. There he is right there. He's sitting in that seat. So when their game got done, they got up and, and walked away. And I ran over to the seat that Lynn was sitting in. And sure enough, it was still warm, everything. Nobody could ever take that away from me ever. As long as I live, I felt Lynn Swan's ass warm. And I sat there. It was awesome, man. One of the most amazing things. This is why we're the dumb yinters and, you know, you're using cognitive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, believe me. I'm going to be looking that word up as soon as we're done, too. Uh, but I like it. I like it. That's all that counts. But no, hey, Mike, it was really great. Great having you by, my friend. And anytime yeah. in the meantime, like I said, if you want to get back on and you want to promote anything else, you want to come back on closer to a season and promote our uh, your Steel Remix more, please don't um, don't hesitate to get a hold of us, my man. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Never a problem, sir. We, great, great meeting you, man. Yes. Uh, Mike. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting Absolutely. you guys, too. Absolutely. We wish you all the luck in the world. I can't wait. Like I said this evening, I am going to be doing a lot of looking into your stuff here. I just learned about the uh, the Brain Ninjas, and this is definitely going to be something I'm going to be looking into. But everybody, check him out. Check him out. Check him out. Dr. Mike and the Brain Ninjas. And the Cognitive Kung Fu 2. And that's coming out when? Style. About two weeks. Two yeah, weeks from now. Style. Two weeks. Yeah. Check that out, everybody. You can find that one on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, streaming probably on Spotify and uh, Apple and uh 
you know, all the major. Absolutely. Right. And once we do, once it comes available, we'll then discover it and then we'll also uh, put it out there more as well in the meantime. That way people could, you know, we'll direct some traffic over your yeah, way if we can't do that as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Never okay. a problem, Mike. We I'll, thank I will you do so the much. same. I will do the same. I'll let, I'll let people know about you guys. Definitely. Oh, and, appreciate uh, it, man. Greatly appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. Mike, it's Mike, everybody. Mike Kissinger and um, little Nikki. We're not going to talk about him. <laughs> we do thank, thank you for coming on, my man. We love yeah. your stuff. We love you. Like I said, never be, uh, never hesitate to get a hold of us. All right, my man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. For Ryan, Mike, Mike, and the two dumb yinders. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>